Effie would probably be there like, I'm going to cover my eyes, but then like peek up behind them because they're trying to be respectful, but also like. Sabrina. Anubis, backwards. See what I did there? Hey guys, welcome back for another episode of Anubis Backwards. Today we will be recapping in House of Intruders slash House of Proof. Um, so if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a review, or even if you don't listen to us on Apple Podcasts, just hop in over there to leave one anyways. And in other exciting news, we are recording today's podcast on Sunday, August 9th, which also happens to be Berkeley's birthday. So happy birthday, Berkeley. Happy birthday, Berkeley. That's, uh, he plays Eddie in case you were unclear if we were talking about (laughs) So I think that's it for our opening notes, and let's dive into the episode. As per usual, we open with the fabulously iconic intro, and then the episode itself kicks off with everyone in Patricia's room after she saw the mysterious man the night before. So I noticed, and I know we all noticed this, but Mick just like randomly has a banana, and like it's, ah, Mick in the fruit is just iconic. Yeah. yeah like everyone's gathering around patricia and she's in her bed all scared and mick's just like yeah this is a great time for a snack let me just like eat this <laughs> banana in the middle of the night it's fine did he just like go into the kitchen on his way upstairs grab a banana and like i'm i'm hungry you woke me up yeah. <laughs> i also think it's kind of odd that everyone was up in her room yeah i thought that was interesting too but like i enjoyed it i was like look at everyone they're friends they're helping each other Aww. Well, Trudy was up there, so they probably all realized she was... We love a squad. I don't remember. Did she, like, wake up screaming or something? I think so. I think so. She really did gather everyone. My girl's got a banshee scream. We love it. (laughs) So we cut downstairs, and Victor is walking out with a police officer who happens to be the same officer whom Patricia reported or tried to report Joy as missing to the one who said who when she spotted talking to Victor where she overheard Victor saying she's buried the police officer wants to just mark it down as a dormitory prank and after dismissing the officer Victor is seen locking the door it's like wouldn't the door have been locked anyways I would hope (laughs) unless he like unlocked it to like let the officer in Oh, that would make sense, yeah. Like, do they leave their door locked? That would be so weird. But also, we don't know how hardcore Victor sleeps, if he sleeps at all. He just sleeps at the top of the stairs. Like, right by the door. True. (laughs) It's implied that there's, like, another door by the laundry room. Like, in the laundry room that goes out the back. So I don't know if, like, it's easier to, like, break in or sneak in through that way or something. Maybe. The next morning, Trudy is letting Patricia skip school because she knows Patricia didn't sleep that night. So, like, does that imply, like, Trudy just stayed up all night with Patricia? Which is so sweet if she did. We love Trudy. Aw. So cute. But also, I feel bad for Patricia if she's freaked out enough to not sleep at night. I mean, I would be, too, if some random guy walked up to my house when I was asleep true uh, we cut over to the school mick is complaining about being tired amber questions if patricia really saw a ghost but she spells it g-o-s-t <laughs> <laughs> and mick says nothing could get past victor i wrote no brain cells for mick for today but amber ends up having brain cells later but i wonder if mick is never in sabuna because he just thinks victor would catch them and he called Victor a death watch beetle. Yeah, he's really just like, ah, oh, yeah, you know, like this solving crime stuff sounds fun, but like we're gonna get caught. And nah. <laughs> and then he's like, Amber, where do you want to sit? And she's like, bye. <laughs> <laughs> that part was so funny to me, too. I feel like she, like, we'll get to more scenes where she kind of like c- continuously snubs Mick this entire episode. <laughs> and I'm just like, girl, <laughs> like, I get you're excited, but like, your boyfriend. <laughs> honestly that hit me in my giggle bone so hard though because like he's like where do you want to sit she just dips doesn't even like be like nina come sit like near me and mix so i can spend some time with my boyfriend while also be excited for whatever you guys are up to it's like sorry boo i'm dating nina now (laughs) 
she said bye next. After Amber sits down next to Nina, she gives Nina an MP3 player that can record audio. And Nina calls Amber a genius. This line, like, always sticks out in my brain for some reason when, as soon as Nina calls Amber a genius, she's like, what was that, Nina? You think I'm a genius? And I quote it all the time, and obviously no one ever understands what I'm saying, but it's a good line. It really is a very iconic quote. I don't know why that's, like, one of the, like, more iconic Amber quotes, but it is. Yeah. I feel like all the early, like, season one I'm finding is, like, the iconic quotes are, like, the very early season one quotes. Yeah, and like especially Amber. Amber seems to have a lot of the memorable quotes. Yeah. And then Nina tells them to talk about this somewhere more private, which is true, but like they had never done that in their entire life. True. <laughs> like this is the only time that you have ever worried about other people hearing you. Privacy? What's that? They never do. Honestly. These kids. Um, so Mrs. Andrews is passing back the French test and Mix is shocked to see he got an A. And I don't get why Mara didn't get some of like the really like the harder questions wrong on purpose. Because like that just makes it obvious, especially if she's answering the same thing on her test and his test. Girl. Yeah. Like, why don't you aim for like a B for Mick? Because it sounded like he was failing. So like aim for like a B, but like a low B. Yeah, I know. It's like she was thinking book smarts and not like street smarts i guess you know it was like <laughs> like she could have ex- executed that plan better if she had gotten a question wrong and they were like both wrote the same wrong answer <laughs> like suspicious there's another scene a little bit later that kind of addresses this further and i go uh mara you should have tried a little harder when doing this but also jerome is making a face in the background of this scene and it is just iconic yeah i think you says something too because then Amber like looks at Mick's test and then she looks at Mara's test yeah and then she like rolls her eyes or something right I think so yeah Amber sees you Mara Amber sees you so the scene changes and we are now back at the house Mr. Winkler goes to visit Patricia he says that he believes that she saw someone but the police didn't find anything so he's not 100% sure what he thinks he tells Patricia that he's worried about her and she says something while well, joining the club I'm worried about me too and I'm like my my girl and I also made the note Surrey play illicit affairs by Taylor Swift because <laughs> I think that's just now my reaction to whenever they interact anytime there's a pacing scene <laughs> yeah I just like this is another one where I think the problem with them I know we'll probably be saying this a lot like the the lines that they say like they're not saying anything to each other that are like weird it's just, like, their the chemistry between the actors that just, like, gives it this weird vibe. I don't, I don't know. Because, like, when, and I compare it to, like, when Mick is interacting with Miss Robinson, like, I don't have the same reaction. And so I really think it's just, like, the actor's chemistry. But then also, like, why is he visiting her at her house? Like, I know they're on school property, but, like, that's, like, sketchy to me. Why is he coming to her house in the middle of the school day? It's. They should be in school, and he's like, oh, let me go see Patricia in her house, and then have this whole conversation with her, like, okay, I do Oh, Trudy mentioned, you have this note, Laura, but Trudy did mention that drama class was lacking a little drama without Patricia. <laughs> <laughs> really just out here calling Patricia enjoy, like, dramatic. She's not wrong, though. Trudy is here to spill the tea, and for that, I admire her. <laughs> I would be doing the same, so I feel that, Trudy. So, Jason then asks her to describe the man, and I'm sorry, for some reason, sometimes I call him Mr. Winkler, and sometimes I just call him Jason, so stay tuned for me switching back and forth at random. We cut back to the school. We see Mara cleaning Jerome's shoes. Amber comes in and accuses Mara of helping Mick cheat and trying to steal him away from her. Uh, Mick doesn't know anything about the cheating. Amber and Mara get into a fight, and Mick and Jerome help break it up. Wow. Yeah, I would just like. I understand why Amber's mad, but as soon as she like lunges at her, I'm like, "Girl, what are you doing? Like, why are we fighting?" Trying to beat Mara up, and then Jerome's just like about it until Mick told him to stop being like egging them on. It's just like aggressive. 
make, not make, Jerome knows all the girls in the house are a little gay, a little gay for each other. He just wanted to see where it played, how it played out, okay? (laughs) 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 I'm not wrong. He would be that one. He would be the male of the house to be like that. Like, do we not think that Jerome's into the idea of like, (laughs) you're not wrong. (laughs) He would probably be there like, I'm going to cover my eyes, but then like peek up behind them because they're trying to be respectful, but also like, I don't know though. Alfie's the one that had pictures of girls in bikinis in his locker. So. I'm just thinking about the one music video of Alex. It was like Clarissa was like half naked the entire time, and it might have been the one where he was dressed up like Donald Trump eating a chicken wing. I don't remember. Alex Sawyer's music videos are just like a lot, but they're like iconic. They're so good. Amber tells Mick that Mara cheated on the test for him, and that's why he got an A. Mick and Amber both leave upset. Mara says, most of my notes for this episode were, like, quotes that people said, I noticed, but Mara said, I was just ha- trying to help. Your answers were so wrong. <laughs> Damn, Mara. <laughs> she just called him out. Stupid. That's why I cheated. <laughs> uh, Mr. Winkler goes to visit Miss Andrews, and he wants to kind of know how he should maybe approach Patricia, like, blaming them for Joy's disappearance. And... I noticed Mrs. Andrews calls Patricia lovely and says she has a vivid, vivid imagination. <laughs> okay, I didn't realize that was. Well, I, I like read your notes and I was like, did Jason say that? But no, it was Mrs. Andrews. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad it was Mrs. Andrews. <laughs> Mick comes in interrupting the two. Mick lies and says he cheated completely. Then Mara comes in and says she's the one who cheated. Mrs. Andrews admits to already knowing about the cheating because he and Mara got the same high marks. Andrews forgives Mara, but Mick says he doesn't have her back. And this is literally why I said that Mara needed to get some of the harder ones wrong on purpose. Yeah, Miss Andrews is not dumb. Like, she she caught that. So that really leads me to believe that Mara literally just wrote the same answers on both tests. And she I'm like, did. girl, the brain cell. Yeah, I don't think she thought it. I don't think she thought it through very well. I think she was just kind of like, uh, okay, like, gotta do this quick and sneaky, and she wasn't sneaky enough. So, but when Mick says, like, uh, I forgot the exact line, but he says something along the lines of, like, I don't have your back, Ooh. and I was like, my heart, ouch, just break me. Oof. Also, was Mrs. Andrews literally just gonna let them cheat on the test? Like, when she wasn't doing anything about it, and she knew about it, she literally was just like, yeah, I gotta give Mick an A, even though I know they cheated. I don't know, maybe she would have, like, called Mara out for it or something, or, like, pulled her aside separately. But I wonder if she, like, low-key knows some of the, like, student drama happening and was like, okay, let's, like, let this play out. <laughs> and then then we'll talk to Mara after. I almost wonder if she kind of, because Amber, not Amber, um, Mara's clearly someone who's, like, guilty about things, so I almost wonder if she's like, I'm gonna wait for her to confess. Oh, maybe, and make it, like, a opportunity. <laughs> Especially because if it's, like, a writing test, it's clear that Mick's handwriting is the same as Mara's or whatever on the test. So I'm sure she's aware it's Mara's the one who cheated, mm-hmm. not, like, Mick copying her answers or whatever. Yeah, for sure. So I don't know if she's just, like, waiting to see if they came forward in, like, the next little bit. Because she does say she's going to have yeah. Mick retake the test, doesn't she? I think so, yeah. Okay. The next scene we see is Patricia setting up the dinner table. Victor comes lurking around the corner. He asks Patricia what happened the night before. He also asks her to describe the man, and then she panics and leaves the kitchen area. We cut to the hallway where Amber is knocking on the side of the staircase, and Patricia run almost runs Nina over as she races upstairs. Nina asks Amber what she's doing, and Amber says she was searching for you-know-what, to which Nina tells her to do it somewhere else. We see Patricia outside walking in the woods by the house, and a strange man approaches her, and she runs. Like, you go, girl! You run from the scary man. Run away. I just said that and my dog literally dove off my bed and ran out of the room. So I don't know if she thought I was referring to her or what. <laughs> Honestly, that is really creepy, though. A man comes up to you in your bedroom the night before. Then you see, like, a similar-ish man out in the woods. But, like, also, why were you walking in the woods alone? Yeah, that's creepy. Why is she wandering around the woods? Yeah, that's terrifying. But you're right. Why is she walking in the woods alone? <laughs> like, what? maybe she just needed to get out. I don't know. Patricia, you are a female. We don't do that. 
That's like exactly what I picture happening if I was walking around in the woods alone like a creepy ass man. Okay, like I live in kind of in the middle of nowhere and I live on like a wooded property, like wooded property. So like yeah. I do go walking around my property and I get that it's a school so it's like a private property, but like also it seems like it's not a well-guarded school. Yeah. Clearly. Like anyone could just <laughs> so, like anyone could just drop in one day and like walk around like the campus, especially like the area surrounding the campus. Whereas, like, if I go for a walk outside in, like, the woods by my farm, to get to them, you have to drive literally through the farm, and so someone's probably going to see you. Yeah, like, that's basically, like, your house. I'm more worried about wild- I'm more worried about wild animals when I go for a walk in the woods here. That makes sense. The dogs wouldn't protect me. They're easily bribed by food. <laughs> we go back to the house. Amber's upstairs knocking on the floor. Nina tells her she won't find anything on the floor, so she begins knocking on the wall, in which she finds a secret message under the wallpaper. I don't know why, but this whole time when Amber's just, like, randomly knocking on shit, it cracks me up. It was so amusing to me to watch, but, like, it ends up, like, it seems stupid, but it ends up working, so I'm just proud of her. Yeah, Nina's, like, stop, but obviously Amber's the smart one here because she found something. Yeah, Amber really does yeah. have the brain cell this week. And this isn't even why I gave Amber the brain cell for the week. Legit, but this is also smart. Or why I think she should have the brain cell for the week. I agree. She should, though. She also had this, like, pillow thing that she was, like, sitting on. She's smart. Can't get your knees bruised from crawling around the house. Yeah, that hurts. So, As someone who crawls around the floor... <laughs> Amber, genius, has, like, a knee pillow. As someone who crawls around the floor a lot at work, let me tell you, I like to steal articles of clothing and use those to protect my knees. That's smart. Yeah. The message on the wall is signed Sarah Frobisher Smythe, and Amber suggests they go visit and talk to her. They're not sure what Sarah was so afraid of, but they decide to go listen to the cylinders in the attic. The scene cuts to Amber, Nina, and Fabian upstairs late at night. They're recording the messages, and child Sarah says, he did it. He murdered them. Dun, dun, dun. I feel like season one set everything up to be so much creepier than it ended up being. Honestly, yeah. Not that, like, season... Yeah, they're, like, Joy's murder. Not that season three, like, wasn't creepy, but, like, season one, it was really, like... Yeah, there's just straight-up murder happening in this house. Which is funny, too, because I always consider season one to be, like, the tamer. Especially for, again, being on, like, a Nickelodeon. One, like, the ta the tamer season. Like, they were trying to, like, really keep it a kid show in season one. But some of the time, like, if you're, like, really paying attention, some of the stuff they talk about is like, oh, this is not a kid show. I mean, I think season three, I honestly think season three might be, like, the scariest just because of the whole, like, premise of, like, what the mystery is. For sure, yeah. But, like, yeah. I don't know. Season one, in a way, is almost, like, the darkest because it literally is, like, half the season spent, like, oh my gosh, murder. And on that footnote of murder, mm -hmm. it's time for a word from our sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> That segue, though. Can't wait to get more sponsors. They're going to be like, oh, these girls talk about murder? Like, yes, we got to sponsor them. <laughs> and welcome back. The first scene of House of Proof opens with Mr. Winkler in the classroom talking about Prospective Parents Day. Miss Robinson comes in as she has claimed the classroom for that time. So, like, when Alfie first comes into the classroom, he and Mr. Winkler have, like, this random stare down. And it's, like, low-key intense. Yeah, because he's like, gig or he's like mocking Mr. Winkler. It's so funny. <laughs> I was like, why are they doing that? They were actually like, who should we ship with Patricia in season one? A war. Alfie said anti Payson rights. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Winkler decides to have his students pack up and move to the drama room. As they're getting ready to go, Patricia approaches him to tell him she saw the mysterious man again. And while this is going on, Jerome is, like, tying Elfie's shoes to the desk. Yeah, I was like, Jerome, back at it again, pranking Elfie. But does Elfie ever prank Jerome back? Elfie doesn't really seem, like, honestly, Elfie doesn't really ever prank anybody. Yeah, unless he's doing it with Jerome. He never does it on his own. And it's always, like, pitched that Elfie was, like, the prankster of the duo more. But, like... Yeah, but he's really not. He's just kind of goofy. But Jerome's the prankster. I also noticed that when, like, Patricia is walking past Miss Robinson after talking to Mr. Winkler. She gives Patricia this, like, Patricia and Jason this, like, look, which is kind of ironic when you think about, like, something that happens later in the season. Like. <laughs> yes. If you know, you know. 
I know. That's good. I would hope you know. It involves you. <laughs> it involves your boy. It involves me. It's my boy. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about another thing, but yeah, now I remember what you're talking about. I thought you were talking about, like, the, the finale. Oh! How the finale is basically a love triangle between Mrs. Robinson, Jason Winkler, and Patricia? Yeah, the deleted scene. Yes. Very uh, <laughs> playlist and affairs by Taylor Swift. You know, there's a reason that scene had to get deleted, right? <laughs> Actually, on second thought, Suri played Girl at Home by Taylor Swift. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. I know this was not a very long tangent, but that might just be the tangent of the week right there. I'm just going to reiterate one more time in case it wasn't clear, we do not condone student-teacher relationships. Yeah, it's an inappropriate student-teacher relationship. We're not saying to date your teacher. Don't date your teacher, please. If your teacher's hating on you, report it to an authority. Honestly, please do report it to an authority if your teacher is hitting on you and randomly coming to visit you at your house. But, like, in the defense of Payson, which, again, I don't ship and I'm not trying to actually defend it, Jade and Jack are literally, like, the same age. Yeah, that's, I think that's, gen- <laughs> like, genuinely where the problem is and why I keep seeing chemistry between them. Because it's, like, not necessarily the characters, it's just the actors. They have good chemistry together. <laughs> so that just makes the scenes tense. Yeah, I don't think it was written to be like that. It just kind of happened on accident. Yeah. I definitely don't think a Nickelodeon show was actually, like, trying to set something up there or even imply anything. I just think it... Yeah, this ain't Pretty Little Liars. Yeah, this is oh, not Pretty God. Little Liars. <laughs> thank oh, God. <laughs> In between classes, we find Nina talking to Fabian about how she wants to go visit Sarah at lunch to see if she's actually the girl in the recordings. Amber approaches them, and Fabian says he can't go because last time he scared Sarah. Amber then offers to go with Nina instead. Okay, but Mick comes over in the scene and asks Amber to, like, hang out during lunch. And then she just, like, shoves headphones in his ear and she's like, listen to this bop! <laughs> she's like, my playlist is great. <laughs> also, like, would that really make him not be able to hear? Like, he could... <laughs> I, don't... I also feel like Mick is just oblivious enough where even if he could still hear, he'd be like, I don't know what they're talking about, and I'm too scared to ask. Probably. He's like, I don't want to know. Like, I guess I'll look for the Amber's playlist. (laughs) Amber was making 8-track playlists, actually. 2001. Wow, TBT. (laughs) She had several Twilight (laughs) 8-track playlists confirmed. They're all like Bella Jacob playlists. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Amber's definitely Team Jacob. And I know we've talked about this previously, but Mick asked Amber to go into town with him on their lunch, so they've got to have like an hour for lunch or something. Yeah. Right? That, it's got to be. And town must be close. Also, Fabian does say something about Sarah reacting to Amber, and I don't know, I don't remember what the line is because I took my second half of my note, my commentary note, slightly drunk. He said something like, "If yeah, because I read your note, I like paid attention. I think he said something like, oh, she's scared of me. She'll be extra scared of Amber. Yeah, it was something like that. <laughs> In the next scene, we see Mr. Winkler going outside to throw some things away. And he feels something underneath his shoes. To his surprise, when he looks down there is a phone with the name Joy on it. And like, uh, they're like the foam letter things that were like. I would say cool in this era. Yeah. He picks it up, puts it in his pocket before he starts to rifle through the garbage. I want to know what was Mr. Winkler even throwing away? Cause he was like holding like a stack of files. Like what were you like throwing away? Paper? sir? No idea. Cause he's a new teacher too. Right. So like what, what, what would he have had? That was old. <laughs> That's such a question. The teachers also, like, for people who are trying to be sneaky and kidnap someone, they, like, really suck at, like, disposing and, like, hiding the evidence that they did something sketch. Honestly, though, they really do. No brain cells to the teachers. Like, if you're gonna be sketchy. It will never make sense to me why they just, like, tried to erase Joy, why they didn't just, like... Because that's what looks sketchy, and that's what's, like, upsetting Patricia or, like, 
raising more concerns than anything is the fact that they're like, nope, never existed. We don't know her. Who's that? What? Because didn't in last episode, Patricia told Mar that, like, Joy's parents told Patricia's parents that, like, Joy went to an international school and she can't contact her, right? Why did the teachers not just go with that story? Like, why did they not just say, like, Joy went to, like, a new school, like, she doesn't have Wi-Fi, like, you can't contact her because of blah blah blah, instead of trying to pretend she never existed? I know, it would have made so much more sense, (laughs) and probably would have helped them a lot more. They didn't think this plan through whatsoever. There was no thought process behind it. Um, the next scene, we see Amber and Nina visiting Sarah. Amber mentions that she didn't know Sarah would be old, old. And Amber starts to rub moisturizer on <laughs> Sarah's hands. Which I think is hilarious. Like, just... It really is. I don't know what's... I know this isn't actually foreshadowing to what happens in Amber to Amber in season two. But, like, the amount of, like, Amber, like, with old people in season one and kind of being, like, low-key, like... <gasps> about them is just hilarious to me it really is it's some good unintentional foreshadowing yeah nina asks sarah if she remembers her sarah tells nina she's the one with the power like what does that even mean sarah tell us tell us chosen one she also asks nina if she found it we also don't really know what it is but you know way to be vague sarah i understand you're (laughs) old but a few more, like, directions would be helpful. Nina asks Sarah. Yeah, they don't even know what they're supposed to be finding. That's, like, come on, Sarah, get it together. Try to try to pull through on it for us for five seconds. Nina asks Sarah if she's the little girl in the recordings. Sarah tells her this man wants to live forever and to tip the scales of life. Nina realizes that Sarah is, in fact, the girl in the recordings, and Sarah suddenly falls asleep. Nina and Amber leave because all, that's all the information they'll clearly be getting today. So I want to know how they, like, didn't kind of have to know approximately how old she was if, like, her parents are clearly dead. And, like, that was all sketchy and, like, you think they'd know a little bit of history about the house to, like, get a rough age on Sarah to know she's, like... 100 or whatever yeah yeah right i guess they probably just haven't like thought about it too much yet yeah i feel like they're just like oh she lived in this house at some point before it was a school that like leads me to wonder if she like got basically kicked out of her family home like sometime in like her like teens or tw- like early 20s or yeah, whatever to, like, turn it into a school because then it's like implied she's got no family and that she's got nothing sucks. which is so sad they erased her identity and gave her a new name too like oh. i hate it it's time for our weekly tangent what kind of nonsense will it be today it's the tangent of the week i would be really here for like a spinoff that was all about sarah's story and like the oh that would be cool the thing with sarah and rufus and victor that would be cool if someone wants to like produce that for me hey studio 100 thank you I also still really want, like, a reunion, like, movie, but it's, like, set so, like, the, like, original cast is in, like, their 30s, and I don't know if, like, the school's, like, for sale or some dramatic-ish like that, but, like, they all have to come back together to, like, save the school, and I I think that would be fun. Yes! Oh, my gosh. There's, like, a mystery, but it's not, like, a huge thing. The, like, big thing is trying to save the school, and I just think it would be just so fun. That would make my heart really happy, and I'd want, like, everyone to come back, like, even the people that left. Yeah. I need everyone. And they all need to be in Sedona this time. <laughs> At the point, like, Mick shows back up. They just assume he knows and they're, like, talking about it in front of him. And he's like, I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> Willow found out from Alfie on accident one night. And Nina's just like, why, why does everyone know now? Like, what's going on? Who is this person? And Mick's just like, I, I don't understand. Yes. Uh, so yeah, again, uh, Nickelodeon Studio 100, please. We can help you write it. We Hit can, us up on you know, Twitter. We'll produce for it for email. you. It'll be fine. <laughs> email us at anubisbackwardspod at gmail. We're ready to collaborate. <laughs> this is our pitch. I wrote enough House of Anubis fan fiction in 2011 that I can pull yeah. this off. 
Like, they would have an audience. How we can do this. A big I believe fan? in us. We'll just be like, look at all these people listening to this podcast in 2020. Please make a reunion movie. Thanks. Yes. Thank you. I feel like Brad would sign up. Brad's already implied he's interested Brad's in like, about a reunion. It. Thanks, Brad. <laughs> I feel like if somebody... I feel like if somebody called Louise up and she, like, was just, like, house of she'd be like, I don't know what we're talking about, but sure. I feel like Jade would be down as well. Yeah. Oh, Jade would be down. Jade would 100% be down. I still think that, honestly, of all the cast members, I feel like Allie would be the hardest to get. She, like, she might just have to make a cameo. Famous, famous now. She's gotta go back to her roots, though, you know? You gotta go back to helping We're you. trying to remind you where you started. <laughs> she needs to get on a portal back to the 2000s, or 2010s. <laughs> Remember your roots, Miss Ship. <laughs> and on that note, back at the school, Mr. Winkler shows Patricia the phone he found. Patricia says it's Joy's, which means Victor never sent it back, which is why Joy has not been responding to any of Patricia's calls. Also, Patricia looks so sad in this scene, and like I'm really sick of everyone hurting Patricia. Leave her alone. I know. Mr. Winkler says they need more proof that the teachers might have actually done something with to Joy. Patricia says they remove Joy from the school photo. They look closer at the photo in which they notice a hand that they believe belongs to Joy. And honestly, the Photoshop is still so bad. Oh, it's awful. It's so, so, so bad. (laughs) We get, like, several close-ups of this photo this episode, and it's so bad. And I'm not even just referring to the fact that when they edited Joy's hand out, they left the hand. The whole picture. It's, like, the entire picture. Like, nobody looks like they were actually there. They literally photoshopped, like, the entire cast into this picture. Like, they couldn't use, like, one of the promotional images or, like, get extras to be in a promotional image or something if this was going to be a plot point. Like, the picture looks so awful. I'll make it- I'll bring it up again. Yeah, it looks like they got maybe, like, 10 or 20 extras. Had them- they probably took, like, a wide shot that was just empty and then got the shot of like 10 or 10 or 20 of the extras just like standing in formation and then just like kept copying and pasting those extras and then paste on the Anubis kids faces that's what it looks like honestly there's what there's another shot of the picture later like in a little bit in and I'll get to it in the recap and it's the Anubis students don't even look like they were together when they took the picture they literally look like they were like also copy and pasted into the photo and I'm like how do you like no like they couldn't have even photoshopped one of the promo images where they were together into the picture so the Anubis students at least look like they were together. Yeah, they must have, like, I'm assuming this was pretty low budget, and I get it, I've been there. I've had, I've been on low budget productions, but, like, I don't know. I feel like it could have been better. Or, like, maybe even, like, a smaller group picture. <laughs> oh my god. I'm pretty sure I could photoshop better than that. They could have used a stamp tool and got the freaking hand out of the picture. so more reasons this is us uh continuing to prove that we are ready to work on the production of the spinoff thank you this is so bad we will photoshop your photos (laughs) for you (laughs) we can photoshop stuff better for cheap legit you don't have to pay me just pay for my airfare (laughs) a place to stay and my food i'm down oh add wi-fi in there too I need a plane, food, Wi-Fi, and a place to stay. I don't need to make any money off of this. Yeah, you don't have to pay us other than, like, room and board. We will Photoshop stuff for you. I've been sitting here this morning photoshopping people out of the background of pictures for Instagram for my own personal... I do that, too. (laughs) So it looks empty in the background. (laughs) I like how you guys do this, and all I do is take photos of myself while at work, while working, (laughs) in the giant mirrors we have all over the store. No, you do take cute mirror selfies at work, though. I always appreciate them. I should probably stop taking them at work and leaving my name tag on or something because I'm probably going to get in trouble from my, from my job at some point. But, you know, that's a concern for me when it happens. Nina and Amber tell Fabian the girl in the recordings is definitely Sarah. Amber says they should make the club official and she gives the club their club the name Sabuna, which means Anubis backwards. Yeah. Wow, where have I heard that before? Couldn't it all be in our intro? Well, I haven't heard this in our intro for every episode that we've made. <laughs> also, I don't know. I, it wasn't even when I first rewatched the episode last, like, was watching the episode last night and taking my commentary notes. But, like, I watched the second part of the episode again this morning when I was, like, not tipsy. 
and I just got real, real emotional when she's like, it's Anubis backwards. And I was like, oh, man. I feel that, too. I was like, oh, I am soft. Aww. It's our scene. And it's just, like, the formation of Sabuna, which is just, like, every single, like, thing in this show that I just, like, love. It's just all the, like, friendshipy, like, unity moments. And it's just, like, the beginning of that. It really is. So. It is. It's an iconic scene. Amber calls the school creepy towers, which is our favorite, like, thing that they call the school. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like for years, like, I just would call the school that. Like, if I was writing a fan fiction and I needed to refer to the name of the school, I was like, oh, it's creepy towers. (laughs) Like, that's just, that's what it is. I I still call it that. Like, well, Brad said, I think, something. Yeah. Or to somebody on Twitter. And he was like, I don't know. Yeah, we were tagged in it. He made some comment about how, like, the writers never revealed what the school's called. But I think on Nick.com, they always called it, like, um, Ammon Academy. But it was never, like, confirmed in the show. I don't know. It's called Creepy Towers. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> it's yeah. weird that the school never got a name. But I think there actually was a scene in season three when they were, like, when Joy was on Jerome's computer, there might have been, like, an email that said Anubis. But that's kind of weird that the entire school would be the named whole- Anubis. Anubis, yeah. I don't know. Also... There's random students behind them, which is irrelevant to how cute and, like, happy I am about this scene. But there's random other students behind them, and they're blatantly talking about the mystery, and now they're not. <laughs> yeah, when before, Nina's like, oh, we can't talk about this here. We gotta go somewhere private. And now they're, like, in the middle of the lounge, like, Sabuna is our secret club where we're gonna solve mysteries together. We're talking really loudly in public. <laughs> there's a mystery in our house, and we think someone might be murdered. The random extras, Okay. <laughs> Those damn Anubis kids <laughs> being weird again. <laughs> Sorry, you play the What's New Scooby Doo theme song. <laughs> this is why nobody likes the Anubis students. This is really why Anubis is clearly the Gryffindor of the school, which is. <laughs> we don't have time to unpack that right now. But I'm right and I should say it. Anyways. You are. Moving on. Nina and Fabian think it's a good idea. Amber says they need to make it official that night. I wrote another email to note that Fabian has like a giant lap- laptop <laughs> sticker of the school logo. It takes up his entire laptop. His school pride is strong. No product promotion on this show. This is the best look we ever get of the school logo on the show. You gotta cover it up with a giant sticker. Same. And then I wrote Sabuna makes me so happy again. Honestly, you're right. Uh, we see Mr. Winkler calling the photography company who took the school photo. He is going to try to get a copy of the original picture. We cut back. We cut over to the house. Jerome and Elfie are sneaking around in Amber and Nina's room to play a prank by leaving a dead fish somewhere in the room for That's Amber. so gross. They find the MP3 player and listen to the part of the recording. They think it's an audiobook. And Elfie decides to record over. Okay, if I was listening to an audiobook and someone just recorded over it, I would be, like, mad. Right? Me too. <laughs> Not that you can really record over audiobooks in, like, this day and age, because, like, I use, like, I check them out of the library on, like, an app, so you can't really record over them on my phone. But, like, I would be mad. Also, Alfie, are you not trying to, like, win Amber still? This is not how you do it. <laughs> She's gonna like you because you're recording over her book, like, roasting. And putting dead fish under her pillow. <laughs> like, like that's not how you get the girl. Alexa, play How You Get the Girl by, by Taylor Swift, that's, and that's not how you get And then I wrote a bunch of commentary on Nina and Amber's room decor because I felt like you could see it pretty well. And I said, Spangle's back. Yeah, I noticed that too. I was like, Spangle! <laughs> Our friend! Amber has pop art of herself, and she has a poodle sticker on, like, the side of her, like, nightstand. In the angel wings and tutu on the wall, which I don't know which one of them that belongs to. No idea. <laughs> and why? That's on the wall. And then Amber has a London poster, and I was like, did the, the like set decorators just put that there to contrast how much America decor Nina has? Maybe. <laughs> like, reminder, Nina is American. I just want to know why they would... Which American would ever have that much American decor in their room? Yeah, like, if I was at, even if I was out of the country, well, I was, like, when I, like, study abroad, I didn't roll up to, like, my freaking apartment and I study abroad with, like, a bunch of America shit. 
they just heard the line from the first episode where Patricia says she's American and totally obsessed with it, and they just ran with it. It's funny, though. And then, I don't know if KT has America decor. Eddie has a bunch of New York decor, specifically. Yeah, KT is like, nah, like, it's cool. Normal <laughs> no Pennsylvania pride over here. <laughs> <laughs> what Pennsylvania decor would you put up? Here's a picture of the Liberty Bell. <laughs> Even, even like Eddie's like whole like New York kind of like New Jersey ish decor isn't really like that like it's not like Nina's like America decor where it's just like boom it's more like yeah like yeah it's definitely more I subtle. Feel like it also like makes more sense like he would have that type of decor like I would maybe have like New Jersey stuff yeah I but feel I that. wouldn't have like a giant America flag a giant like America poster all this like we just really don't understand Nina and how she works and what goes on in her brain. And I don't want to know what goes on in her brain, to be quite honest. <laughs> her brain blah, blah, blah. I'm from America. We cut back to Mr. Winkler, who just received an email copy of the original school photo with Joy in it. Okay. So, sorry. Um, I wrote that the email notification says House of Anubis School Hall. Like, what is that? I saw that, too. I think it said mail, not hall, but... Are they trying to call it House of Anubis School? <laughs> that doesn't sound right. That's so uncreative. They're like, what's this show? House of Anubis. What is their house? The Anubis house. What's the school called? House of Anubis School. <laughs> like, okay, art department. They're probably like, hey, writers, what's the name of the school? And they were like, ah, yeah, we're not going to tell you. And they were like, um, but we need this for the prop. And they're like, mm, we're still not going to tell you. And then they're like, well, I guess it's going to be House of Anubis School. That sounds like us trying to write a fic when we're like 10 years old. Like, What's this called? How's the new school? I know. <laughs> Honestly, so this is what I mentioned earlier about like how I thought Joy looked really awkward in the school photo. Like she's, she definitely looks photoshopped in. Like she doesn't even look like she's like standing next to Jade, and also her hand on Fabian's shoulder. Like what's that even about, ma'am? And she's not even looking like at the camera. She's looking down. It was. It was I, so strange. It was awkward and uncomfortable to look at, and yes, I just. I don't understand. Joy, what were you doing? I do not either. Was this Joy's way of saying, I'm going to get this man. I'm claiming this man is mine right now. Hand on his shoulder in the school photo for <laughs> yeah. everyone to look at. So that way, when people walk by, they just think he's yep. my man. I've solved it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. That does sound like something she would do. So. You know what? I think we solved it. It's literally just that. Great. Look at us. We should be in Sabuna. We should. We should also just write for the show. So, um, Studio 100, hit us up. We've got great ideas. We've got a, we've got a spinoff concept, and we've got, like, a sequel concept. So, like, we're ready when you are. We're ready for you. And we're pretty funny. So, you know, <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be a great show. Just hit us up. I, I would let Brad give us our, give us commentary on what he thinks should happen. Yeah, Brad also has some great ideas. Brad should be on the writing team with us. Have you seen his tweets? I think Fabian's definitely going to be with Random Extra from season one. That's his endgame ship. We'll give her a name. We'll let yes. her come back. We'll pay her well. Or as well as Nickelodeon will let us. We'll give her lines. We'll give her lines. It'll be fair. It'll be great. It's gonna be great. I really wish I knew her name so I didn't have- Who are they giving lines to? <laughs> Brad's fiance. Um, we- Oh. <laughs> In our spinoff, we're casting, uh, casting Brad's fiance as Fabian's endgame ship. And we're gonna give her a role. OTV. I think her, like, actual name is, like, Brayley or something like that. Yeah. That would just be really funny, though. <laughs> Who is this random girl? <laughs> I'm always down for real. She's like, I went here and they have, like, a flashback scene because I love those. Of, like, her at the party with Jero. It would just be so funny. Everyone's like, do we know you? And she's like, I went to school with you for, like, your entire lives. I went to your party. How do you not know me? Or at least have, like, a vague recollection of me anyways. <laughs> Okay, we are back. We find Amber, Nina, and Fabian at a clearing in the woods. Amber says to make the club official, they all have to make a sacrifice. Amber brought Nina's stuffed animal Merle, a picture of herself, and Fabian's signed copy of the solar system is your friend. I love that Amber's important thing is, like, her. I wish I had that <laughs> self-esteem. Like, here's a picture of myself. Right? <laughs> and it's not like she can't get another picture of herself printed out. Like, <laughs> It's so funny. I like how they don't question her on it either. They're just like, okay. Yeah, sure. They didn't. They don't. Nina scrambles to find something else to sacrifice instead offering to give her lucky mascot keychain. 
Fabian sadly doesn't have anything else to offer, so, like, R.I.P. the signed copy of the Solar System is your friend. I know, I feel so bad for him. He, like, looks so beat up when he puts the the book in the fire, and, like, you can't even replace that. It's a signed copy. (laughs) I'm just like Fabian. I hope somebody goes and works. Amber, when she's, like, a rich, famous fashion designer, going and finding, getting him a new signed copy, and he's just gonna get it in the mail one day, and he's gonna be like, oh. Just, like, out of the blue. That's sweet. Somebody please write that one shot for me. Oh, right. I'll add it to my list. <laughs> it's like every week I'm like, Emily, I need content. <laughs> you know what I was thinking about doing while I was, like, waiting for us to record? I was actually going to try to, like, start working on a video. But then I was like, I don't actually have an idea right now. And I have a feeling it's going to be one of those things that once I stop, I'm not going to be able to start. I'm not going to be able to stop. And, like, I just can't do that this week. I got too much going on. I feel that. That's how I am when I have, like, a video idea, too. I'm hoping, like, next week when I have a little bit more free time and my days are not... You know, we're working seven days in a row after working six days in a row. And I've got to... I'm like, I can't do anything fun I want to do right now. I can't make the content I so want to make. But don't worry, guys. Musical Wheaton is coming back. I'm returning! (laughs) Mark it down! We'll make a collab at some point. Yes! That'll be fun. Okay. Nina throws her sacrifice into the fire and recites, I, Nina Martin, being of sound mind, promise to protect the secrets of Anubis House and promise to stand by my fellow club members, Amber Millington and Fabian Rudder, while holding up her right hand. Fabian goes next, and lastly, Amber. Except for Amber says, of sounds and minds. (laughs) I love her. We love her. This just makes me so happy. Like all the Yeah, there's like so much iconic Sabuna stuff just in this episode. It's very important. Sabuna's finally kicking off and it's just it feels good. It feels like coming home. I'm really liking yeah. the energy in the studio today. It, we're I'm just soft in this chilies. Thunder is heard in the distance and the trio decides to head inside. On their way in, they drop the puzzle piece and it breaks into I think it's three pieces. Yes, yeah. And when put together the pieces form a clue with the writing when daytime ends at midday through the chairs of glass, the eye shall see. And that's where our dun, episode dun, dun. ends. Dun 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 is right. And on that fun note, are we picking a ship of the week? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I put down Mick slash banana for the ship of the week. <laughs> and I would have to agree. Honestly, there really yeah. weren't a lot of ship moments in this episode. And I think Mick banana deserves it. They're just really happy together. <laughs> They're yeah. the second ship with no time. relationship drama. <laughs> True. Right, right after Victor Cobier. Yeah. Yeah. And so for the brain cell of the week, I think it's easily got to be Amber for the whole Sabuna thing. I mean, she's got some other great moments, but like, I think it's just like, it's her idea. Yeah. We, we can't not give Amber credit for creating Sabuna, which is the entire plot of this entire show. Yeah, plus she found the big clue on the wall. She's killing it. So go, Amber. You get that brain cell, yeah. my girl. Even if you say up sound in minds and can't spell the word ghost. So last week we played a game where Laura found reviews for the episodes we had watched previously. And she gave us two real ones and one fake one. And I decided, why don't we do that with the characters where we kind of take like more vague things the show's told us about them and see... If we can play two truths and a lie. Today I picked three characters. We're going to do Willow, Amber, and Alfie. And we're going to see what's true and what's wrong. Or what's a lie, not what's wrong. I'm excited. I don't think I'm going to do well, but I'm excited. <laughs> so I'm going to start with Willow because that was the one where I was like, when I kind of had this idea, I was like, oh, Willow's a great one. Willow has seven cats. She spent summers photographing fairies. And she hates scary movies. The hate scary movies is wrong, because I think her and Alfie were watching scary movies. Yeah, I'm going to go with that, too. You are correct. She does. She actually was the one to invite Alfie to see the scary movie. See, oh. I tried to pick like, vague things and twist them just a little. So Amber, her dad wants her to be a pharmacist. She is a fan of Lady Gaga, and she is allergic to strawberries. I think Lady Gaga? I'm going to say the strawberry ones, because I think it's raspberry. You are correct, Laura. Her allergy is to raspberries. Uh, see, I like I remembered her being allergic to a fruit, and I was like, well, it must be strawberries. 
I knew the pharmacist thing because it was like me on a Right, farm. I remember that line too. <laughs> I don't remember the direct quote about her like like being a fan of Lady Gaga, but there's something in I think season two where she mentions Lady Gaga, and I was like, eh, that checks out. So Elfie, his middle name is middle name is Marmaduke. He had a dog named Sprocket, and he's good at art. Sprocket is fake because he's allergic to dogs, and he made that shit up to get yes. the person to leave him alone. Mm-hmm. I don't remember him being good at art, but that's just what the Wikia trivia page told me. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember Alfie ever doing that. Like, I almost said that, too. Well, they, did, they did, like, a painting class in class for some reason, but I don't know why. But I only remember this from, like, a Joyfee video. The Noit. The Noit. The, the, the Wikia said that there was, like, a scene in season one where he, like, draws, look like, clues. So, like, you know. Um, oh, is he the because they end up with like these nice drawings of every puzzle piece? Is he the one that did that? I think so. Oh, because the look at that in season three, they were all painting the same thing, so that's when they get possessed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Elfie does not have a dog named. Oh, I just remember that there was an Joyfee video, <laughs> <laughs> it was probably my Joyfee video, so <laughs> you're like, oh yeah, they paint it in like a Joyfee video, so maybe. <laughs> I love that, Laura. <laughs> so I. Feel- uh, well, that was fun. I feel like I learned something today about the characters. <laughs> I just really want to know more about Willow Seven Cats. Me too. Yeah, who's watching these seven cats while she's at school? <laughs> does she have? Oh no, I was gonna say, does she have seven cats at Ice's house? But she can't have seven cats at Ice's house unless she left the cats at Ice's house. She said, bye guys, leaving Ice House, moving into Anubis, you can all take her I mean, they might be home with her family, but it also sounds like her family, like, you know, doesn't stay in one place very long. I don't know how to make that make sense. Anyways, I do believe that's all we have for you guys this week. Follow us on social media, Anubis Backwards Pod on Instagram, Anubis Podcast on Twitter. Our TikTok is Anubis Backwards Pod, and make sure to email us, especially if you're Studio 100 and you want some spinoff ideas, hit us up <laughs> at AnubisBackwardsPod at gmail.com. Thank you. Have a nice day. Bye. 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 There's so much I wanted to say. The way I see it is there anyone there? Sabu.